Death do us part. Hello, and welcome to Death Do Us Part. I'm Laura. And I'm Jeremy. And um, the hiatus is over. Yeah, the, the scheduled planned hiatus that we always plan to do is concluded, and we're back. The, the carefully curated uh, months of um, vacation? Yeah, have that's, concluded. You could call it vacation. It didn't feel like a vacation. No, it felt like um, busyness and sickness that was borderline depression. Uh, <laughs> that then now has turned into me taking showers again. So we're clearly winning on on this side. Oh, we should have recorded in person if I knew you weren't going to stink. <laughs> hey, I have taken. I took four showers in the past week and that is the most showers that i have taken since probably october 2020 i'm just looking at october 2020 my notes for um our stories to share tonight and i spelled accomplished accomplished (laughs) and that pretty much sums up the last two months did you accomplish so much i accomplished uh a lot um, no, uh, yeah, so what, what's been going on, uh, we've been, colds have been going around, we have somehow still managed to avoid COVID, somehow. Us and like three other people. That's, that's it. Every day there's a case reported at our kids' school. It's like the walls are closing in, it's just a matter of time. But, yep. uh, bathroom renovations over here. This whole week, I cannot stop sneezing. And I think it's because whenever I work in the bathroom, I would cut wood. You don't wear a mask. No, I wear a mask. Breathe, but I always, tiny. I always sweep it up. Except last weekend, I didn't have time. I like barely finished what I wanted to do, and then we had to start cooking dinner. So I just went downstairs. So all week, there's just been sawdust all over oh. that bathroom, and I sleep right next to the entrance to the bathroom. I work in this room on the other side. And so I, you're just in sawdust land. Yeah, like it's like allergies, except I did it to myself. And uh, I popped a Claritin on Friday. And then after work, the whole day well, has passed. it's partially the wind, too. It's been like like Santa Ana winds. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a like sinus pressure headache for four days straight. And then after the sinus pressure headache finally left, it... Like I had a ear headache pressure thing so bad that I thought I had an ear infection. Yeah, it's it's all like sinuses and eyes, the allergies, yep. you know, like in your eyes. Oh mm-hmm. God! Anyway, I popped a Claritin Friday after work was done the whole day. I realized when I popped it out of the thing, it broke in half, and half of it had fallen on the floor, which I found later. And I was like, "Are you kidding me? I only got half a dose." <laughs> I was like, "No wonder it didn't do anything." <laughs> So yeah, there's home renovations, sicknesses, kids stuff, school, Cub Scouts, Girl Scouts, and we've, we pushed ourselves to make sure we scheduled recording time because we kept talking about cases for like themed things that have passed. And then just like not doing anything about it. <laughs> and then no, neither one of us 
and it's no one's fault because usually one of us will be like, okay, is Friday good? Yeah, Friday's good. We both just talked about murder cases and neither one of us was like, Friday's good, Saturday good. And I fully knew what I was doing because I was like, if I don't say it, she doesn't say it. We don't have to work. (laughs) I just kept being like, we really need to do this. And then I was so busy at work that I'd be like working at night. Um, And then I like wouldn't write, I wouldn't write anything down. It would just all be like up in my brain, like cracking around. Um, And then it would be like Sunday and I'd be like, wait a second, wait a second. The weekend is over now. It is a whole new week. And then I'd be like, well, I'll ask him on Thursday this next week. And then I'd be like working at night. Nick would have class. I worked at night and then it would be Sunday again. And I was just like, the fuck, man. The most exciting thing in this two month hiatus, finally. Got to watch part of Boba Fett when your husband came over and I ordered Boba because I no- heard nothing could have been better in that moment than having Boba and- while watching Boba Fett. It's like the ultimate dad joke. Um, so the Nick the next morning was talking about how you guys had Boba and Calvin was sitting there and he was like, well, where's my Boba? And I was like, oh, Calvin, daddy didn't get you or me Boba. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I just ate some, like, four-month-old candy corn, but it's fine. It's cool. Delicious. It's just sugar. It was was fine. I I hadn't opened it, so it's not like it was, like, stale or anything. And I kind of like when it gets, like, a little stale and it's a little, like, chewier. So that would have been fine, too. Well, we should big thank you to our patrons, if they still exist. Oh, yeah. Thanks for (laughs) um, hanging in there for this. It always happens with podcasts and creative stuff. It's like a it's like a writer's block in this case. It was a, a child block, not like a cock block, but just like children <laughs> blocking our lives. So of course, thank you to Sarah Air at Sarah's Smile eighty three, Jimmy Fuquay at the Jimmy Fuquay. You can email us at death to his part podcast dot com. Find us at dupcast on Instagram and Twitter. Email us at dup. Uh, I already said that, right? Did I say yeah. It? I totally fucked that one up. I, oh I was my reading God. the URL and I read and I said day? the Gmail. I, I was reading the URL for our website. It doesn't matter. Everybody thought we were dead. And nobody emailed us, so we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are we talking about today? Um, we're actually talking about a pretty timely topic. Um, we somehow wait. We we, we plan this. What we we okay. We plan this for two weeks, and so then like two <laughs> weeks ago we talked about this, and then the first week we just fucked it up again, uh, and then this week we were like, no, no, let's set a date and a time and make this happen. Um, and we're talking about the Olympics because the Winter Olympics are on. They are on, and we've been watching quite a bit because it's fun to just put something on tv that's not fucking coco melon we have never watched coco melon you want to know it? we watch fucking octonauts 200 oh, yeah. bajillion times a day good stuff <clears throat> i bluey i could get on board with and watch octonauts i um don't love no it's a little too repetitive for me um yeah, so the Olympics the Olympics are on, and actually it reminded me of a murder that I have already done, I think last year, because it's a combination of Olympics and Valentine's Day, which Valentine's Day is mm-hmm. on Monday, so this would have been perfect, but I already did it. But it was Oscar Pistorius, um, who was the like Paralympic. Um, he lost both his legs, and he had 
like fake legs and then he was a sprinter and so he was in the uh paralympics mm-hmm. uh and then it turned around and he um shot and killed his girlfriend uh on valentine's day wow. she like had come in um to his apartment or whatever and he claimed that it he thought it was an intruder but she was in the bathroom like hunkered down and he had like shot her through the door like 13 times or something completely insane um so anyways um that was what brought it up for me and then i was like i wonder I wonder if, uh, like, Olympic athletes, you know, they're very high-strung and they work really hard. And I wonder if they snap a lot and kill their significant others just, like, casually all the time. And I just, you know, hadn't stumbled upon it. And so that was what brought up the topic of uh, this week. You know what I found, though? They don't. (laughs) No, there's not that many. Um, Although they're... they're, uh... I mean, I, I did find one. It wasn't the athlete, but a uh, pretty relevant and timely one. Uh, very sad. But no, I, I think the answer is they just don't have time. <laughs> they, they never stop training. That's it. You can't, you can't kill your significant other if you never see your significant other. Yeah, that's true. You know? So I that solves that problem right there. So, um, I actually, what did you find? Um, so I didn't find, I didn't want to use the same one that I obviously did before, and I didn't want to use the one that you were doing. Um, so while it's not a athlete who was in the Olympics, um, I found a Brazilian soccer player um, who maybe was in, nah, it would have said he wasn't, he wasn't the Olympics or the World Cup, but he's a professional soccer <laughs> player. Um, and his name is Bruno Fernandes de Souza. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was making a name for himself, honestly, in the soccer world. He was a goalie. Um, he'd been on multiple professional teams. He was having, like, a really good season. He was kind of, like, at his career high right around in, like, 2010. Um, and then all of a sudden, like, boom. The team he was on just dropped him like it was nothing. It was Atletico Mineiro's senior team. And he was there for three successful years. Um and then they were just like, nope, pretend you don't admit exist anymore. Um, wow. And so um, the other thing that was super weird is there was this woman um, named Eliza Samudino. And she had, like, come out of the woodworks. And she was like, I have a child. Um, this is my baby. And she was claiming that it was um, Bruno's child. She was like. He was married and she was like, uh, you know, we had a relationship. Um, He cheated on his wife with me. And then I had this baby and um, it is his kid and he will not pay child support for it. Um, I was too tired to make this joke earlier, but so we're going to talk about Bruno. (laughs) Uh, That's a timely and joke as well, because now that song will be stuck in my head for the next four to seven days. You're welcome. And I heard that on the radio, yeah. a pop station the other day. I was driving to an appointment, and that was on the pop station. Um, 
I'm not surprised. I've that and like 50, surface pressure. Times. That and surface pressure are like in the top 100 charts. Like they could have been playing like the top weekly countdown, yeah. and they would have had to play that song because it's <laughs> that on might there. Be why, yeah. Um. So originally, Bruno denied the claims and was like, "I don't." know her um but then uh eliza disappeared off the face of the planet and the baby that was hers was then seen with bruno's wife oh wow um and they were like oh no that's not fucking weird at all um so basically what um details started to emerge um and uh the the soccer uh, team that he was on suspended his contract and like cut ties with him. Um, and it came out that he was charged in a plot to murder his mistress, Eliza or his girlfriend. Um, and he initially denied any wrongdoing, but then later his story changed. Um, his cousin, um, and uh, his cousin's friend, Luis Henrique and Fiera Romano, um, actually kidnapped Eliza from a hotel in Rio de Janeiro on June 9th, 2010. Um, they strangled her to death. Her body was then cut up and they fed parts of it to dogs and then they buried their remaining parts under concrete. Wow. But yet they found her body? Um, they found pieces of it. Oh, geez. Um, so Bruno originally was like, ah, this has nothing to do with me. Like, I, I didn't even know this was happening. Um, but he later confessed to organizing the plan to murder Eliza, um, because she was suing him after he refused to pay support for her child. Um, he was charged with murder, kidnapping, hiding a body, forming a criminal gang and corrupting minors. Um, I think his cousin was, or his cousin's friend, one of them. They were young. Um, So he received a sentence of 22 years in prison. And although his sentence should have kept him behind bars for more than two decades, he served far less time than that. And in February 2017, he was released after his lawyers filed a petition of habeas corpus um, since it had taken, like, years for the court system to finally issue a rule on his appeal. They were like, oh, you can't just sit here and not put a ruling on it. Um, So he got out in February of 2017. Surprisingly, several soccer teams immediately sought to have him join their teams. What? So he signed a two-year contract with another soccer team, Boa Esporte, which is a second division club. Um, And a lot of people were literally like, the fuck? This dude just got out of prison for killing his, like, girlfriend, the mother of his child. Uh, there was protesters who staged dem- demonstrations. Um, there was team sponsors that like dropped out of sponsoring the team after he joined. Um, however, he played just five games um, until he got uh, basically like put back in jail. In April of 2017, uh, Brazil's Supreme Court ordered his rearrest. Um, and it turns out that his own defense team played a role in his delayed appeal process. Um, So he basically couldn't get out on this habeas corpus because his defense team was part of the reason that his appeal wasn't going through or his appeal wasn't getting ruled on. 
Hmm. Um, so they basically were like, JK, we shouldn't have let you out. Went to him, found him, and rearrested him and put him <laughs> back in jail. That's crazy. Um, so then after that, he, uh, in August of 2019, got released on a semi-open prison regimen where he basically goes out during the day. Oh, and he got immediately picked up by a soccer team again. I was like, is this dude fucking like golden gloves or something? Because I don't understand this. But he um, is playing for this team called Rio Bronco. He gets out of jail in the morning and leaves jail to go practice soccer and like do his soccer practice or whatever during the day. And then he must come back to jail at night because he lives there because he's crazy in jail um so he's like at the basically he gets like a day pass and he goes out and like plays soccer and then like comes back to jail afterwards that's that's the weirdest thing i've ever heard is that not fucking nutty like oh my god i understand like people are always like oh like people who play sports think they're above the law but like this dude he he is above the law he is apparently to them so good at soccer that like they will let him out of jail so he can go to practice soccer practice it's, it's kind of kind of used to be that way here and now it's flipped on its head where if a player has a tweet that is undesirable Poor. they're like you're suspended we're gonna <laughs> investigate yeah yeah but this guy was convicted of murder yep Mistakenly let out. Oh, yeah, we'll take him on our soccer team. And now he Multiple just like moonlights as a like... prisoner. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, though. And that's the part that's like, well, a lot of it is weird to me. But the part that's weird to me is he got put in jail. It was 2010. So he was in jail for seven years. And then he got out and they were like seven years of like sitting around in jail. I bet you're just as good at soccer as you were in 2010. <laughs> well, it's probably all he was doing the whole time. Just like yeah, yard playing, time. Like, go play soccer. Plus, he's kind of um. He was born in 1984, so he's 37 now. So he was kind of like getting. I mean, he's a goalie, so I guess he doesn't have to like run around that much. But he was kind of getting a little bit older, you know. Yeah, for pro soccer. Yeah. Anyways, I thought that was crazy. He has like this break in his soccer team from this team he was on. And then from like 2010 to 2017, he does nothing. 2017, he's on a team for like five games. Then 2019, 2020, and 2021, he's on soccer teams again. That's Bitch, what? Crazy. Yeah. Nuts. Nuts. We can't all lead charmed lives like that. Uh, crazy. Um, yeah, so that was mine. Like, he literally murdered his, like, secret girlfriend who had a baby and then fed parts of her to dogs. Yeah, it wasn't like he just killed her, too. I know! It wasn't like she was harassing him and things got out of hand and maybe you could say it was, like, second-degree murder. I mean, it was plotted, thought out, executed, and they tried to destroy the evidence. Yeah. So anyways, not quite quite Olympic level, but very what the fuck level. I mean, if he was Olympic level, he probably would have just got off, apparently. Oh, 
oh. The reason I think he's going to jail sh- at night is because he's like in the B division. Yeah. I think I think 100% if he was like going to be on like their um like World Cup level team or like you know their national team like they would have been like this is fine. Crazy. We're going to put it under the rug because we don't want to lose your six skills. He's probably not even that good anymore. No, he's old. He's old. I mean, he's well, not old now. old, but like for a soccer 30s. player, he's <laughs> For a soccer player. For a professional athlete, yeah. That's true. Well, mine is the story of Agnes Tyrop. I think is how you say it. T-I-R-O-P. And she was oh a long-distance long champion uh, mm-hmm. with many years ahead of her. She wasn't considered old by um, any measurement. She was 25 at the time. Do you want to know what the oldest soccer player is, by the way? Sure. Um, so there's this guy named Kazuyoshi Mura, uh, and he is 55 years old. Wow. Okay. Um, and plays soccer. The oldest person who is in like the Premier League, which is the best like soccer league, um, is Teddy Sheringham. He was f- basically 41 years old. They said 40 years and 272 days, which like Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, round up, guys. And he played for West Ham United. Hmm. So anyways, I just had to let you know that you can apparently be 40 and play professional soccer. So live your dream. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah that's impressive. Even if you're a convicted murderer, go live your yeah. dream. <laughs> Even if you're a convicted murderer, just on the side as you're like side hang. It's fine. Your side hang. <laughs> well, Agnes was not that old. Uh, she was a world champion. She had medaled in numerous championships and she was in the Summer Olympic Games and for the 2020 Summer Olympic Games, which were delayed till I think 2021 um, due to COVID. So they were the quote unquote 2020 Games. Right. And she came in fourth place at the Olympics wow. in the 5,000 meter run. So she didn't quite medal, but she was only, I think she was only 25. In September of 2021, she actually broke the world record in the 10,000 meter women's event at the wow. championship in Germany. So she had set the world record. So clearly she was getting better and better. And a lot of mm-hmm. people were watching her thinking, oh, yeah, she's going to be like the next best um, of her event. And uh, clearly she had talent, also worked very hard. And she accomplished all of this by the age of 25. <laughs> Also known as accomplished. I just had to read also, it Also, yep. Now, she represented her home country of Kenya uh, very well in these events. Uh, but it was actually back home in Kenya in October of 2021, which is a month after she set the world record. She was found stabbed to death in her home. Her husband's family reported to the police that Agnes's husband, Ibrahim Rotich, uh, phoned them at some point crying and asking for God's forgiveness for something he had done. After the report, they went to her home to check it out, and they found that he, uh, Agnes had been stabbed in the abdomen and the neck, and she had been dead for like two days. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, her neighbors shared that she was in an abusive relationship. Agnes herself told them that she feared one day 
her husband actually might kill her, which it seems that it came to pass. They were constantly fighting, and their family tried to intervene on multiple occasions. Um, But the night she was killed, one of her neighbors actually heard screaming, but it wasn't uncommon to hear screaming matches at their house. And they, but they started to worry when they didn't see any of them for an entire day, two days had passed. Mm-hmm. Now, as Agnes' sister was also in the house when she was killed, and she heard screams that night, and she stayed away from it. And in the morning, she saw um, Agnes's husband, Abraham, and she asked if everything was okay. And he said, oh, yeah, everything's fine. And he sent her off to the market to go buy some meat. Basically, get out of the house. Mm-hmm. And shortly after she left, he called her and said, hey, we're leaving for the capital of Kenya. Um, don't come home. Uh, maybe go. Maybe there was more to that. Like, go to some other family's house because we won't be here. Uh, and at the time, the sister called her family and told them what happened because she thought it was weird. Um, and then, of course, later, um, he he himself called his family um, and had some regrets for his action. Now, I guess Agnes had 12 properties, all of which had been transferred to her husband during the Tokyo Games. Of course. Uh, they believe the ownership was transferred either unknowingly or under some duress on her part. And mm-hmm. they, they think after all of the investigations they did, that was probably the beginning of his plot to kill her. So they had mm-hmm. a definite motive. They dug further and they found cars that were purchased that they didn't know about, the family didn't know about, even though they were purchased in Agnes' name. Uh, One was in the name of her husband's friend that she supposedly bought. Who doesn't just buy their husband's friends, just, you know, casual properties. Yeah, all the time. And uh, so at that point, it wasn't just like a heat of the moment. They had an argument. Something happened. But they believe it was planned ahead of time. Mm-hmm. They also think that because friends reported that Agnes was planning to divorce her husband. I mean, he was abusive. Yeah. Uh, which added more to the motive because if he killed her before they were divorced, he could claim some of that wealth. Police also said that the windows of her car had been shattered when they investigated the home. So something had transpired around her vehicle as well as in the house. So what happened to her husband? <clears throat> well. She was dead two days. He told uh, her sister to to take a hike. Um, And he actually went on a run. And uh, about when they found her body, they started searching for him. There was a high-speed car chase when he was finally arrested on October 14th in uh, Mombasa while he was trying to flee the country. And that's Mm -hmm. when he was going to be set to be charged with murder after they took him in and interrogated him. Uh, so the sad thing, um, when Agnes' mom, Dinah Tyrop, um, was at the funeral, it would have been her twenty Agnes's 26th birthday. Happened Jeez. to be when her funeral was. And she said, I don't have much to say for today. I have mourned. I have cried. All of my tears are gone. And the story has a much larger context. And, in, and hopefully her celebrity will help bring light to a broader problem, which is that 45% of all women and girls in the country of Kenya are affected by gender-based violence at some point in their life. So nearly mm-hmm. half. And those are just the reported cases. The actual numbers are probably much higher than that. 
And I think it really shows how bad the violence is when there's a global superstar who can't escape her abusive husband. And when she finally plans to, he kills her. Mm-hmm. And the uh, president of Kenya said, it's even more painful that Agnes, a Kenyan hero, by all measures, painfully lost her young life through a criminal act perpetuated by selfish and cowardly people. And I, don't, I didn't dig into the president and his history and what he supports. I thought it was nice that he made a statement about it. Hopefully that'll rally some... Do something. Ho- yeah. Hopefully. Or it could be an empty statement, but I really don't know. I didn't, I didn't take the time to dig into Kenyan politics. But um, I'm much more aware of the issues there than I was before this. But hopefully That's something like, will change. Um, that woman, there was this woman who was a um, like YouTube star who lived on, we talked about this one time, she lived on like a farm uh, in like the middle of nowhere in Ukraine or something like that. And like she was streaming when her husband came in and beat her to death. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. like it was like super common there, but because she was so uh, famous or like influential to people who watched her live streams, um, it became like this way bigger deal than it had been. And it led to, um, you know, changes in policy to help protect women from um, abuse when they were married. And it's sad that things like that have to happen on a global stage to make change, mm-hmm. but hopefully, uh, hopefully there will be some lasting change. So yeah, it's sad. And I'm it's... sure she would have gotten Olympic medals uh, at some point in her career. She's setting world records. It was only a matter of time, and, and now she's got no chance because her mm-hmm. husband was greedy, abusive, and violent. That's so sad. So I didn't, we didn't really have any Olympic pet peeves, but I did think of a, a Olympic-themed murder, um, if you did as well. I am... Um... Mine was like a combination of um, an Olympic they murdered and then also they charged Bruno with like creating a gang because he like enlisted people to do it for him. So he had this gang charge, which made me think of like the mafia. Um, And so my Olympic themed murder was basically, um, you know, the phrase I'm going to give you like concrete shoes. Oh, sure. Um, So that was basically my plan for an Olympic murder. Um, One, because they buried her body parts under concrete, which made me think of concrete. And then his, like, gang affiliations. Um, So I was going to um, uh, lovingly smother my husband. Um, Then I was going to get giant paint buckets, which we actually have some for that we have baseballs in Mm, and then you fill those with uh wet concrete um and then you stick his legs in those until they make concrete i would call them boots but that's just me um and then i think people's biggest problem is that they drop their concrete booted individuals um into like a lake or a river Mm -hmm. which no thank you um I am going to drive him to the ocean. Hmm. Okay. Drop him in the ocean off of the end of probably the Santa Barbara Pier in the hopes that he would go north to Canada if he moved. 
You're setting him up for a future destination. <laughs> yeah. My plan is for him to to arrive in. Did you okay, there's this story and there was this weird thing where um in the Pacific Northwest specifically, so like the coast of um Oregon and Washington, um people were like going to the beach and they were finding these um like shoes. Mm-hmm. Um which not that weird. The weird part was that the shoes had feet in them. Oh yeah, a little that's a little weird. A little bit. Uh, and it was like this whole thing. They like people, there was like finding a bunch of them and they were trying to figure out if there was like, if they were connected, if there was like a serial killer who was chopping people's feet off and like throwing them to the ocean and stuff. Um, it was this whole thing. And I don't remember currently how. Um, oh, you set me up with this and there's no conclusion. <laughs> Yeah, they, like, couldn't figure out, like, I don't think that they were connected. Oh, here it is. Okay, so nearly two dozen, since 2007, nearly two dozen human feet have been found in sneakers completely unattached to bodies on the coast of the Salish Sea in the U.S. and Canada. That is so bizarre. Um, one of the most recent ones was in Everett, Washington in 2019. Beachgoers discovered a human foot in, inside a shoe um, that had walked up on the beach. Walked up. Two, <laughs> two dozen. Clip clop, clip clop, clip clop. <laughs> I, mean, I meant to say washed, but it's not. Oh, I thought um, walked up was genius. So basically what they're saying what they're saying is that they think it's people who were involved in like accidents or suicides and then sea scavengers and fish and everything like eat the rest of their bodies but their sneakers don't break down and fish can't like get inside at the foot that's inside their shoe so then that just like floats around until it comes up on shore. That is bizarre. So you're going to put the, sh- the shoes in concrete. So that yes. way, when the body is consumed by sea creatures, there'll just be some concrete bricks at the bottom of the ocean. Right, and you won't get Nick's shoes uh, up in Washington on the beach. <laughs> also, like, that was one of, I really wanted to move to Washington for a while, and then I remember that I heard that story, and I was like, maybe it is not the place for me. Or maybe it definitely is. All feet go to Washington slash Canada. And feet are like your least favorite thing. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Fair point. Well, when I was thinking of my hypothetical murder, I just wrote down that my Olympic murder is to take up a new hobby, which is curling. Because I love watching curling. You would fit in with the USA curling team, by the way. Have you seen them? Yeah. As soon as you said it, I was like, yeah, I guess, because one guy's got this very robust mustache. They're literally, yeah, no, they're literally just like everybody's dad. Um, And they just got like a little too into curling and found themselves (laughs) at the Olympics. That's what they look like. Yeah. Fair point. For sure. So that's what I wrote down. I was like, okay, how can I turn that into a murder? And I Googled curling deaths. (laughs) There are there there are none. There's not. There's not. Really? 
Because that There's stone like... looks like it'd be pretty heavy. You could clock someone with that thing. Well, I didn't. So, I, yeah, I think maybe I looked up like curling accidents first to see if you could make it look like an accident. And, no. And no, you can't like, there's slip your... and falls. So, like, if you slip on the ice and you go down hard, you can hit your head. And that, that's a serious issue. And there have been some pretty bad falls. But I did look up the curling hammers. They weigh about 40 pounds. Okay. Which is very heavy for, you know, one object. I mean, that's like a heavy dumbbell. Yep. And so I was like, what can I do? I was like, all right, I'm going to do double duty. So for this hypothetical murder, I'm going to invest in curling. I'm going to get really good. I'm going to have Kelly do it with me. We can be the mixed doubles. Our kit, It'll be our life for the whole winter season. The kids will just be sliding around the ice, having a great time. They'll love it. We'll be the curling family. Which you kind of have to be in that sport because, I mean, like, what, what the fuck else are you going to do? <laughs> and then after the season's over, Kelly will help me put away our curling hammers for um, for, for the spring. And when we, I want to store them up high to get them out of the way. And when I'm going to be putting it up, I'll drop my cell phone. Say, oh, babe, can you pick up my cell phone? And when she bends over, I'm going to drop the hammer from up on the on rafters. her head. Yeah, so it'll be like a 10, 10 12-foot drop. Spoon, splat, right on her head. And I'll accidentally drop a hammer from high up on the shelf. And so my investment will be my cover because clearly I just wanted, we we all love curling. It's our life. Yeah. Lights out. Um, you do know though that like if you do actually like in this process fall in love with curling, you would have to quit after your wife's death because who has their wife die by curling iron and then like turns around the next day and like is back at curling. I love that you called it curling iron. Yeah. Well, it's what is it called? I think it's a hammer, but I'm not 100% oh, sure. Oh, ha- hammer, hammer. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just All now right, imagining still. me bludgeoning her with a curling iron. It's like steaming and the skin's burning. I was anyway. going to say, if you had that thing on high, that is a deadly weapon for yeah. sure. No, it would just be part of my montage when I win my Olympic gold medal in, in curling. It would just be the they sad be like, story. Jeremy, but he came back. He rallied. He came back after murdering his, or after accidentally killing his own wife with a curling hammer. It will be a Netflix special. Just- and on the, the bottom, on the bottom of every single curling hammer that you do, is just like a picture of her face looking like kind of shocked because it's like it's falling well, on her. <laughs> and then in the Netflix special, when, when they um, in like the preview, there'll be a, the, the curling hammer that goes down the ice, but like behind it will be a trail of blood. Yes, that's the intro. One hundred question mark. That's the intro. Um, that's the intro to your. Uh, uh, like mini series, yeah. They slide the curling iron across, and it's just like the blood. Um, and then the guys who are like like sweeping in front of it, they're all wearing like murder oh, oh, hazmat they're, suits. They're like behind it, sweeping the blood away. Yeah, like they're trying to get rid of the evidence, but just smears it all around. Yes. Well, I got I got to do it now. And you're Sorry, you babe. you like th- throw your gold medal down, and it's <laughs> like got blood drops on it, bloody fingerprints on your gold medal writes itself oh so good what a good intro the curling killer all right i'm gonna write that screenplay (laughs) so you could just write it as like a novel you don't actually have to do the the murdering part 
Actually, you know, we should look it up because that one woman who writes murders about like every single topic we've oh, yeah. ever discussed, yeah. she probably wrote a book about that. <laughs> probably. I'm, I'm going to write the novel about it, but the novel is going to be about a person who did it and then about the development of their Netflix special. That's what the majority of the novel is going to be about. <laughs> and and they, them trying to remain innocent, but also tell the story in a... Yep. In a compelling right. way, so, so they can good. get that Netflix money. Got to get that, get that, get that paper. <sighs> <sighs> well, yeah. Um, happy to know that during our hiatus, uh, we didn't murder anyone, so we managed to hold it together the whole it, two it, months. It was a good Happy New Year. Nobody died. Yeah. So far, twenty twenty two. Oh my God. That's, we talked about this before we started recording, but like my family purchased a whole fucking dog in this two months hiatus. Yes, you did, and it's still with you. You haven't. We uh, have a whole. I know. Returned. We haven't returned it, and um, it's and gotten it's, still, its haircut. Yeah, yeah it's got. It's had a, It's been. It's been with you so long. It's gotten a whole haircut. It got a whole haircut and returned home from the haircut. That's the key part there. Ooh, yep. Yep. So, um, I made a joke about that and Nick got really mad and told me it was too soon. <laughs> I mean, it's probably, uh, he's probably traumatized from that experience. How Did you pick you, up your yeah. dog? No, Nick, Nick, what oh, do you mean? From the groomer. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. First of all, I said, don't take them to the pet smart right next to the freeway where our other dog ran away and got hit by a car. And he was like, okay. And then he never would make an appointment. And then he finally did. And I was like, oh, are you taking her to, are you taking her to like Indiana Bones and the Temple of Groom? And he's like, no, I'm taking to pet smart because you could make that appointment online. And I was like, I'm sorry, the murder pet smart. What are you doing? (laughs) Oh, man. It's clearly, clearly it didn't I affect mean, him that much if he's like yeah i'll just go not- back to the same place uh, <laughs> i think he wanted to return to the scene and have like a good outcome to like prove to himself that he could do it that yeah. sort of like face your fears mentality where i would have been like i was like i guess we'll just never go to pet smart again like i will just never. spend the rest of my life not going to pet smart and that's fine with me like I'll buy cat food from like you know online and order it so it comes at a certain time period because I'm not going to go to PetSmart. But no, we're we're completely two different people. Like we are not on the same spectrum of human. <laughs> no. You guys are not. No. Well, I'm glad but, to know um, your pup is still good and yeah, clean clean cut. Oh no, they fucking first of all. Not only should you not go to PetSmart by the freeway because your dog might get hit by a car, um, you shouldn't go because they're not good at it. That's another reason. They shaved the dog's body like a three. Like like if you buzz cut someone as a three, did not touch the tail, and then left her head at like a, I would say like an eight length. What? So she's like a lion with a bush tail who's naked. (laughs) Just a naked lion running around they put the a, freeway. <laughs> then they put a bow in her hair, and I was like, that doesn't fix the fact that <laughs> you just know. fuck. She, like, came home that day, and, like, I couldn't stop laughing. She knew she looked stupid. Like, no one was having a good time. It was um, terrible. That was, like, that time that I, a human being, went and got the worst haircut I've ever got. <laughs> and I was, like, I finally, like, got out and got a haircut. And, and I came home, and I was just... <laughs> 
defeated. <laughs> and I was like, Kelly, can you just just do something to make it better? It's so bad. And that was remember I told you about that. It was like yeah. shorter in the middle, like by the part, but not on the side of the part that is short. It was like on the other side of the part that's short, and it it wasn't blunt. And I'm convinced she was day drunk because, like, the way she was taught, it was, hey, yeah, you know, how all the words were just kind of morphing into each other. And I uh, sat, I sat down there, Laura, and I did it anyway. I could have been like, can you take a breathalyzer before you cut my hair? I, I could have. You could have literally, you could have looked at her and then been like, nah. I suddenly have an appointment and just turned around and walked out. I, I, anything. I could have just held my butt cheeks and be like, I, 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 I got to go. And then just run out. Th- anything. I could have. But you, I you literally actually could have just. And, and I tipped her. her and, I still oh tipped God. her because I just felt bad. And I felt bad for her that she did that to another person. So I gave her more money for it. For <laughs> did you tip her in vodka shots? Because that seems like it was the perfect payment. Uh, I just let her take it out of my belly button. I was like, you know what? Let's just body do it. shots. I just poured the tequila in there. I had a lime in my back pocket. It was still hot from the day before. She didn't care. She's already drunk. Just a perfect Tuesday <laughs> afternoon haircut. No, I left and I never came back. Oh my god. Um, we should do hair next time. I need a haircut. We've but done I'm hair. To let... I remember doing hair because I I read I've researched people dying from eating too much hair. I thought you okay, yeah. Maybe I thought that was the bathroom. That was the bathroom one we did because Kelly leaves hair on the shower walls. Yeah, so it was well, like we've done a few bathroom thing. ones, so maybe that's yeah. what it was. Maybe we'll just do we'll do haircuts. That's fine. Because I'm Cause, sure there's like a straight uh, razor murder, like Sweeney Todd. Oh yes, and Nick annihilated the back of Calvin's head today, despite <laughs> me specifically. He bought these trimmers, and Calvin's um. They were supposed to get haircuts a week ago, but Calvin's barber uh, caught COVID. And so they like canceled their haircut. And Nick was like, we'll just wait for him to come back. And the haircut place was like, oh, well, he's going to be gone for like at least a week or two. And we were like, oh, he clearly has COVID. Um, And so then I was like, well, maybe we can just trim Calvin's hair that's in his eyes up enough until like he uh, (laughs) can go get a haircut or whatever, because it's bothering him. It's bothering me. Uh, he has to wear a hair clip the other day, so clearly something needs to be done. And then, in my stupidity, while we were sitting at lunch today, I said, but can you let me do it? Because I've done it a couple times previously, like super pandemic time. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I cut his hair a few times, and also, like, I'm just a more careful person. Um, and he was like, you're going to learn today. Uh, so then I was changing Owen's diaper and I come back from changing Owen's diaper and Calvin's sitting in a folding chair outside. Nick has the clippers and I just watch him shave up a straight line up the back of his head, like all the way up to the top. And I was like, well, and then he was like, afterwards, he was like, well, do you want to take over now? And I was like, no, bro, you fucked it up. The first move you did, like, this is your shit show now. I'm not. Yeah, you don't have to go in after this. that. <laughs> no, just, like a losing I'm not. Game. I'm not touching this now. So when people come over tomorrow and say Jesus Christ, who chewed Calvin's head? I will be like, do not look at me because I did not touch this baby child. Did the, did I the, did the doc do that? <laughs> like, did do you have rats who came into your baby's bedroom at night and just ate his hair? Because <laughs> that's what it looks like. 
Um, and I was like, I'm just going to sit over here and play with Owen and make like sounds every like five minutes. Like, and like deep sigh the whole time. <laughs> so look forward to that tomorrow. That's all I'm going to say. Just, just look forward to that. I'll think of a joke. <laughs> think of a joke. And then next week we'll, I'll find a bad haircut murder. That's perfect. All right. Um, until then, uh, while marriage is messy, murder is messier. <laughs>